When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is about sex. If you're faint-hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen, but you should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships. Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week, we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners. And nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sex Talk. I'm here with Tracy Cox. I don't know if you guys know her, but she's brilliant. And it turns out that we are, we're not doing God's work, but we did get a letter. Do you want to share it from a listener? And I mean, we're not changing the world, but we are helping people do what? You're putting me on the spot now because I haven't got the letter in front of me, but it was from the girl. Any regular listeners will, will remember her. I think, was it last week? And she was mm-hmm. talking about not getting wet and not and using lube secretly. And she was worried that her partner would be put off by this. But surprise, surprise, he wasn't. And it was a really nice, happy ending. And she's very happy. And we're really, really, really happy. So thank you so much for writing in to, to tell us. The problem with that website that we've got is that you can't write back. So if people write in nice things, we can't actually reply to you other than on air. So please don't feel, you know, ignored because we literally don't have that mechanism on there. It's just that you can write to us, but we can't write back. It's all very anonymous. But anyway, great great news. It's very anonymous because we're talking about crazy things up in here. I also love that you said it was a happy ending. See, look at her go. Look at her go. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's great. I've got a bunch of people that have said that they're listening. And again, I... I struggle even sometimes talking about the things that we have to talk about because I've never done that. And so a lot of the people that are listening are in the same spot. Like we just didn't have these conversations and you, my friend, have them with ease and grace. And thank you. And you ask all the right questions. The questions that everyone at home is saying, but hang hang on, how about that? And you go, blah, what about that? Which is fantastic because yeah, I do. I am so close to it now. It's hard to get distance. Yeah. And you're, you, it's so, it's something that you've written about and talked about your whole life. And for us, it's just, if you've been married your whole life or you were in my position and now that I'm out there and having fun and figuring things out, the timing could not be more perfect that I have my own, like, you know, when you need a therapist Mm -hmm. and you're going through things, I have like a sex therapist as I venture out into the world and try new things. So these are amazing. I will be there. Maybe you might even be interested in question one. Here we go. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, see, here it goes again where I'm like, this doesn't seem like it ever ends well, but okay, here we go. First question. My partner and I have been together 18 months and we want to explore an open relationship. We think of each other as our rocks and the person to make long-term goals with, but we want to explore other sexual relationships. 
We both know it will take constant and consistent communication, but what are some of the rules and boundaries that will help us find the right fit without it affecting our relationship in a negative way? Neither of us has ever tried this before, but we're both quite excited. Well, 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 someone is stepping into a new realm. Would you do that? Would you ever be open to that? Hell to the no. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. I wouldn't. It's just not my thing, really. I've watched couples t- try to navigate it, both either either from a, uh, just a perspective of bringing it up. And mm. it just, I don't know that we're, I do, I do think we're meant to be monogamous if we want a long-term relationship where there's a deep connection. If you want to have fun and be out there and try, you know, a physical connection with a bunch of people, okay. But once you kind of lock in and say, you're my person, it's not that you don't want to be with other people. It's that what you want wants something of you in life, right? Well, so you so you reckon that you can actually, but say you met somebody when you were 20, you reckon that you can last the full, I think we're probably, first of all, we're not meant to be monogamous. We're definitely not set no. up for that. But I, I think we're serial monogamous probably. I think That's most I people mean. are probably serial monogamous, aren't they? But do you know what? When I first started writing about sex, that was 35 years ago, the only people in open relationships were swingers the only people. And I was writing for Cosmo. I remember I found this couple and they were like, find somebody who's in an open relationship because it was like something that was out there. And I found this couple that was so, so the cliche. They were about 40 odd. He was pressuring her. It was exactly what you'd expect. Whereas now, I think the younger generation are really, really open to it. It's got a brand new name, polyamory, which sounds a lot better than open relationship. And I think it is more the accepted alternative rather than stigmatized. I mean, I found these statistics and these were in the archives of sexual behavior, which is pretty reliable, but I was quite, well, not alarmed, but like astonished at these. One in five Brits now identifies as polyamorous. One in five, no, sorry, one fifth of all Brits. That's one fifth. And one in five people in the US have been involved in consensual non-monogamy. I thought that was very high. I don't know anybody. I mean, I, if I, I took- do, but then I probably know, and they're not my close friends. But can I just say that the people that I know that are most intrigued by it tend to be in their mid twenties to thirties, and I think that's because they've they've gone down the idealistic route. They've tried the whole one person, and maybe it won't happen to me. Maybe sex is still going to be exciting. Then they think, oh, okay, so it's just the same as it is for everybody else. They're less judgmental about sex. Sex is so easily accessible. They're not so hung up on getting married and having babies. And I think that's the generation, and particularly women, young women who were, you know, educated, successful, attractive, they're the ones who are saying, well, hang on here. I want to have one person for life, but I, I'm, I know I'm going to be bored sexually. And as we know, women get bored quicker than men sexually. Yeah, and I think, I think the thing I've noticed is for years and years and years, men would have extramarital affairs with their secretaries or with people because they were out on the road, they were working and women were at home. And what switched for me is that women now have a choice to decide if they want that or not. So I don't know that, I think it had to do with our lifestyle because if you weren't, if you weren't traveling, if you weren't going to hotels, if you weren't meeting people at conferences and you were just at home doing laundry and raising the kids, you never thought about having sex with someone else because you never ran into men that you could have sex with. They Unless were all, it was your best friend's husband or something. Which happens all the time. Yeah. Think about Shania Twain. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what she did? No, her husband. Oh, oh no. Oh, dude, her husband. Her yeah. husband did. That's right. Oh, can you imagine swapping with your best friend? I'd be like, oof, no, anybody. Oh, no, but I, I, I can I barely have sex with my husband. And I don't need someone else's husband, <laughs> you know? But I do but, think it's 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 interesting 
because I don't, I think the fallout has to be, it, I just don't think you can manage the fallout that both people will feel the same. And what happens if they fall in love? I guess. Well, exactly. Situation. So this is why you need rules. So we're going to get to those now. So you need rules for practical reasons as well. You need rules to protect yourself from STIs. You need emotional rules to protect your feelings, you need to work out, you know, you're gonna, there's a lot of judgment still around about it. So, you know, if, as much as it's more the norm, not, not, not the norm, but more common, if you're in a group of people, even if they are young people and you say I'm polyamorous, you're gonna get a lot more attention. People are like, wow, how are you? What's that like? You know, I think it is still like that. So the rules that you need to establish are, number one, what does an open relationship mean to you? Because it's like anything in relationships. You have one idea. You think that your idea is the only idea and it's not. So make sure that they spell out exactly what they mean by that. Is this about love or is it about sex? Now, the person who's written in has said sex, but some sometimes people have different love relationships on the go, which I think must be much harder. I think it probably is much easier if you've got a primary relationship that's sex, I'm sorry, love, and then you're having sex on the side. If it is sex, what sort of sex is allowed? I mean, I know some couples who say, right, you can have a play, but no penetration. And some couples agree on this if one of them has a kink that the other one's just not interested in indulging. And I kind of get that. A kink? Do you watch Billions? Uh, for a it? little bit, but I didn't yeah, watch yeah. it. I remember them. she had a kink that she liked. She liked whipping and he, no, actually both of them did in the end. But in the beginning, he used to go off and see a dominatrix and, because she didn't really want to do that. So that kind of thing I kind of get. But then you need to work out safe sex guidelines. Like condoms only protect your, yourself against so much. You can still get herpes and things like that. So sometimes what people do is get this new sex partner screened. But that obviously is a commitment. And yeah, it's, it's a big it's ask. a lot of it? work. It is a lot of work, these things. Emotional boundaries. Who is allowed as a potential partner? It makes sense to me that it wouldn't be somebody in your social group or at your school. Like sex with a stranger is obviously going to be a lot in, you know, easier to handle. Can you see them more than once? Is it just meeting for sex or can they go on a date first? You know, all these things you need to think about. Do you want to know? Because lots of couples say, right, we're going to do this, but we don't really want to know. So it's a, you know, you've got my blessing, each of you, but you don't want to know when it's going on. But then things like how often, what about, what happens if one of you wants to do it on the weekend? And, you know, all these sort of things you need to talk about. Who are you going to tell? You're going to tell your families, you're going to tell your friends. And also how often are you going to check in with each other? Because that is the one thing I would say is the most important is that lots of people like the idea of monogamy or non-monogamy go along and then suddenly think, you know what, it's not working for me. So how often are you going to check in? Because you can't be going the whole time. You okay? You okay? But you can, I think, at the beginning, probably once every two weeks and maybe always, if you settle into the lifestyle, at least once a month, I would say. So that's a, they're questions that you need. They're the beginning. They're the tip of the iceberg, really. Once you start talking about these, then it will lead to others. But they are some things that I would suggest that you absolutely put in place without going, doing anything first. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it. I think that people are, it's, it's talked about a lot. And I think even if, did you watch Bridgerton? Like all the guys that were married went to the whorehouses every weekend and it was accepted, but it was of course never okay for a woman to do that. It'll be interesting to see how the generations after us decide how to manage this. Whereas 
marriage no longer demands, the, the demands of why we, we got married aren't there as much anymore. So it'll be yeah, interesting what happens a hundred years from now. I still do believe there's <clears> something which I, I think I probably miss the most about my husband is that person that you grew up with that you have memories with. So when you're when it's all said and done and you're in your 70s and 80s, to be able to look at someone and say, I had a life with you. Mm. And and we honored That's each so other. Rare though. Rare, very rare. You to think? meet people who meet early and then last all the way through to when they die. God. And maybe I'd like to know the statistics on that now, actually. Yeah. And maybe they don't I mean, I think too, some of it's about writing some of it's about writing out the whatever the urge is and seeing if it passes. Like mm. or I mean, I yeah. I mean we, we talk about still this have stuff. that love in history. Yeah. And have sex on the side. I you used to I used to tell Nate, you know, if you do sleep with someone else. Like, I don't want to know about it. I just don't want you to think she's funny, you know? <laughs> and and he was like, I hope you talk your brains out to somebody and I hope that they pay attention mm-hmm. to you and think that you're funny, but don't have sex. Because mm-hmm. it was the thing that we, he, he, he wouldn't have been able to live with me having sex with someone else. And I couldn't live with him loving someone else. Yeah, me too. I think that's, that's very common. That is what women say all the time and men yeah. say all the time. Interesting, yeah. isn't it? And- Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. All right. Okay. Number two, I'm a 36-year-old straight woman and just broke up with my ex. Something that always bothered my ex was that we didn't have an orgasm at the same time. I learned to fake it with him to avoid him getting annoyed or upset if we didn't come together during intercourse, but I don't want to do that anymore. All the men I've slept with seem to expect that this will happen. I can't be the only one not having simultaneous orgasms. How do I deal with this? Um, lady, you don't have to have it. At the same time, that's from the non-expert. It's ridiculous, and, and it's a big myth. The myth of the simultaneous orgasm about? makes me laugh. The thing is, as we say all the time, the clitoris is outside the vagina. This is how most women have their orgasm. All women, all orgasms originate from stimulation of the clitoris somehow. The penis goes inside the vagina during intercourse. So it's not just unlikely that you're going to have an orgasm at the same time, it's unlikely that you're going to have an orgasm at all. And I think where people get very confused and is, is, you know, I mean, penetration feels great and you can, (laughs) she's looking like, yeah, whatever, but it can, it can, remember that I was searching back through my memory to when I was in my early 20s, it does, it feels really great. So you definitely get that pleasurable wave sensation, which does build up. And when things go on for a long time, you become desensitive and it falls down. So I think lots of women think that build of pleasure that then falls away is actually an orgasm. And it's not. It's just a pleasurable feeling that is there for a bit, comes to a peak and then falls off. If you're, so 
lots of women think they're having vaginal orgasms, and in fact, they're not. And the way to test for anyone who's thinking, "Hmm, how do you know, is have an orgasm with a vibrator, and it's pretty hard not to have an orgasm with a vibrator, a real one, hold it over the clitoral area and just see how you go, and that is a real orgasm. I, I can't think of any other way to actually really test, but there is a real difference between the two, not dissing the other experience because it's nice. So I think there's all that going on. And also they found that for the women who can orgasm during intercourse, the 20% who can, they've got a bigger clitoris, which is nearer the opening of the vagina, so that when thrusting happens, it gets pulled accidentally. As a matter, so that's what does it. Now, the other thing is, is that, and the other thing that women did who could do it is that they were very active. They were way more active than other women. They would choose the position. And with the clitoris, you know that, well, most people don't know this, that the bit you see is just the tip. So if you imagine a wishbone, you know, from the roast or the turkey, that little tip at the top is the tip, right? Then the clitoris actually extends beneath the surface of the skin in two legs down the side of the vulva and down the side of your leg. And do you know, I found this out quite early on because when I use a wand vibrator, I kind of press it more into the side of my leg. And I was thinking, God, what sort of freak am I? Like, what am I doing that for? And it's because that's where the inner clitoris is. So You can have an orgasm with, it doesn't mean that you've got to stimulate that little tip, but when you have an orgasm, somewhere along the line, some part of the clitoris is being stimulated. So they did a study quite recently, actually, of 3,000 US women who rated penetration as highly pleasurable, which is unusual, as we know, and they used four different techniques to make it pleasurable. The first one was called rocking, where they would rock their body up and down on the base of the penis. So the clitoris was hitting the base. Now, this is the same as the cat technique. Did you ever hear about that? Um, way, way out my data. Okay. So there the was rocking. a coital alignment technique, and okay. it was all about riding high. Say you're on, say he's on top, he would ride high. Mm-hmm. So that the base of the penis basically masturbates, yeah. rubs against the clitoris. So that was a very highly successful technique. The other one is called angling, where she's moving, rotating or raising or lowering hips or moving herself around basically until he hits the spot, which is generally the inner clitoris. Another one is pairing. The last two aren't so popular, but they, they do work for these women. Pairing is using fingers or a sex toy during intercourse, which... It's something too much going on. To, it's too yeah, much. It it's, is, how it's do like, you get your hand there? They're mushing you. No, it's like, yeah, you're like, no, 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 hard. no, it's too much work. Lord, no. Yeah, I agree with you. And this other one, I just found plain weird. Excuse everybody who, who quite likes this. And lots of people do. Some women used a technique called shallowing, where they like stimulation just inside the vagina with the tip of the penis or a sex toy. I would find that just highly irritating. Shallowing, I'd be like, what are we doing here? That's like a nightmare. Yeah. No, 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 thank you. Yeah, no, it's not. So anyway, far easier, I think, in your situation is for her to just give up on the myth of simultaneous orgasm and take turns. And what's our mantra, Kelsey, that we say every time? She comes first. That's absolutely right. Make sure she has an orgasm first. And if you really want to come together at the same time, do mutual masturbation. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There is no possible way. I hate to tell every guy that thinks that she's having an orgasm Mm -hmm. at the same time. She's faking it. I don't want you to be let down by that news, but it would be something that happens very rarely because you would literally have to be exactly at the same moment together. So if you do hit that, lucky for you, 
Take it like a, a win in, in Vegas bit. It's not... Yeah, well, it is like a win in Vegas because they yeah. last minute, they last seconds orgasms. Yeah. You know, just... So to be able to match it off is just impossible. But all these women, I swear, Kelsey, are having these pleasurable waves and thinking that it's an orgasm. Right. Then, then saying to the guy, yeah, I, I definitely came and all that sort of stuff. And they right. they haven't. They've had a nice time, but they haven't. But in the future, <laughs> Wait a second. So... That's a quote. That's a quote for <laughs> sex for women. They've had, we tell them, we've had a nice time, but they didn't. That's uh, (laughs) perfect. It's funny because you want them to feel good. So I think even as a young woman, you say whatever they need to hear. I think when you get older and you're in your 40s, you're much more clear, like, oh, no, I'm not leaving till I get what I want, which is... Mm. Such a, what men have always done, by the way. Which men, men have don't always been like, they've got, they've got what they want. Exactly. No, in terms of an orgasm. So I think with the next guy, just be honest, educate. Please, women, anyone who's listening out there who's female with a clitoris, educate. The more we buy into this myth, the longer it's going to go on. Think of your kids. Like, say to the guy, look, I don't orgasm unless you do, do X, Y, Z. You could try. And you could say, look, we can try. We'll do these techniques. We'll add a vibrator. We'll do whatever. But then. You know, don't leave men thinking that this is what happens when it actually doesn't. No, agree. Throw a vibrator into the mix and everything gets better. That's our yeah. also our tip of the day. Okay, last one. A married man I have always found very attractive has split from his wife. He's a friend of a friend that I've met a few times at a party. I don't know why they split up, but it happened about a month ago. My question is, when is the right acceptable time to move in after a breakup? I suspect he will be snapped up fast. My friend is more friendly with him than his wife and says she's happy to organize a way for us to meet. What's your take on that? You got to give it some time, sister. See, interesting. I had a, I had a scenario with this. So first of all, this is a bit like saying how long is a piece of string because it depends on, you know, yeah, how long details. were they together? Had he already left the relationship, you know, is emotionally she, before he left? Did she leave or did he leave? Is she okay? Is he upset? Yeah. yeah, is, yeah is, is she okay? Yeah. Is he upset? Did they have kids? Blah, blah, blah. How is he feeling? But I think what happens with men and women, two very different things. Women after they split up with somebody, go through a grieving period, they sob on their best friend's shoulders, they analyse it all so that they don't move on to the next relationship, carrying all the baggage from that relationship. So we're very sensible, right? We're very smart. Did you you hear what you said? What we do is smart. This is true. Yes, of course. It's It's very smart. Men do not do this. They go straight from one to another. They ignore all the emotional analysis. And to them, it breaks down to one simple equation I don't have a wife slash girlfriend anymore, so I'd better get a new one. And that's about it. So what happens then is that they get with a new person. She then sorts out all of the mess so that they can have the future together. And that's generally what happens, I'd say, with men. And so I would say move faster than you think you should, because as a woman, you'll give him time. And I can tell you from experience with one person that I really fancied like mad He split up with his girlfriend. I thought, right, okay, I'm just going to leave it a couple of months and then I'll sort of make my, you know, because he was kind of a friend, rang up literally, I think two months. I didn't even wait three months. Girlfriend answered the phone, moved in, moved on, moved in. She'd moved in. I mean, seriously. They say too, and I think about this with widows, they say when when a man loses a wife, he's remarried within two years. Hmm. And a woman normally takes her time. And I guess for me, why I think you, I would go slowly with him is because he's got a lot to unwind. And if there's a reason their marriage didn't work out, he's got some work to do before you drop into a new 
relationship. And I, I feel that all the time. Like as I find out who I am, I'm changing and growing. And I want to be the best version of myself when I meet the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. I don't want it to be uh, a person that's grieving or a person that's broken. I want it to be the best version of me. And it takes time to do that when you're when you're ending a long-term relationship through divorce mm. or death. So, of course, you're, we, we, women have got it right. Women have completely got it right. Of course, you're doing the right thing. And you'll make a fantastic partner for somebody because you're not you're not running in before you're ready. No, and I think what I would say to her too is, you know, it's there. I don't believe that there is that you can miss an opportunity that's meant to be yours. So if he's meant to yeah. be yours, you'll find him again, and it'll circle back. But you don't have to have a scarcity mentality and be like, "Ooh, I better get there," because if he was meant to be yours, or if he is, it'll it'll come around. So don't stress, my friend. Do you think I? I think that I would probably get the friend. Maybe leave it a couple of weeks and then get the friend to instigate a meeting and then just suss it out a bit. Because the only thing I would say is that there might not be a man shortage, but people perceive that there is. So people do move fast. And also he could have, you know, like some people, when sometimes when relationships break up, it's horribly horrible and messy and it's awful because no one really knew it was coming or one of them didn't. But sometimes the person, if, especially if he did the leaving, he could have gone through all that in the relationship, because lots of people do that. The one who leaves is generally the one who's who's fine about it because not only because it's their decision, but because they've done all the Work. emotional disentangling before they even leave the relationship. So I don't know how much she knows about him, but it could be worth sussing out. But yeah. Agreed. No, he should they should go out. They should the friends should have a cocktail hour and everybody should meet up and yeah. see where it goes from there. Agreed. All right. Good Those are our three. They are our three. So, yeah, anyone, keep go, keep going with the questions. We do have lots and lots and lots of them to answer, so please don't feel uh, sort of, again, ignored if, if we don't get to your question. We're having lots from men who aren't happy, I think, um, with their with their wives and how to get their wives to, or partners or girlfriends to have more sex, which is kind of what we talk about every week in a way, isn't it? I think it's what girls talk about every week, and I don't, I don't mm. know if guys talk about it, but it's definitely what women talk about when they're married, that they just... It's just not their jam like it used to be. I don't know. We'll have to talk about that next time because we're running out of time, but. Okay. All right. Okay. Any homework for you this week, Kelsey? We've gone no. off the homework idea now. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm living my best life, doing my thing, Good. meeting people, having fun. I look Good forward girl. to, well, I don't know if I'll ever share what I'm doing. I don't think I will yet. I'm not ready. I'm not Tracy. You do Tracy. like me. What I do. Yeah, but I don't share. I share a little bit about my present relationship, but. What I do often is, in my books especially, I used to take three different real things and combine them to make one experience that no one would recognize because I, I don't want to hurt anyone either. A hundred percent. what I do. A hundred percent. All right. Thanks, everybody. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk. If you'd like your question answered on the show, send it to us at sextalkpod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.